got to feel it. I got to feel it. It's going to be all right. I got to, anybody ever had a feeling about something? I got a feeling. Just as sure as I aptly described Brother Casey singing. Now, if this was the first time you saw Brother Casey sing, then you know that I was right about what I said, that I appreciate the excitement, the exuberance, the commitment to what he's singing about he believes. I believed that Brother Casey believed that everything was going to be all right. I want to tell somebody today, I have an assurance that my Heavenly Father is going to make a way today for you to say, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Everything. Everything. Everything is going to be all right. It may not be right now, but I got a feeling it's going to be all right. It may be tough times right now, but I'm holding the hand of the one that holds my tomorrow therein. Amen. Happy Father's Day. I'm so glad you're here at First Church, and we're thankful for each of you that are here. Brother Dollar's getting ready to be a dad again, and they're celebrating that on Saturday. If you can come, there's more information on the back bulletin board. Let them know. Aaron, I'm so glad your dad's here. Jess, it's always good to see you. We're happy you're here. Man, we just have a lot of people here today celebrating a special day. And we're glad. We're glad. If you have your Bible, Mark chapter number 5. I'll read a few verses starting with verse 21, Mark 5, 21. To our first-time guest, if you would, at the completion of this day, please come back to the Guest Welcome Center, and we'll visit for just a few moments, and we have a special gift for you. I just want to say thank you for making a connection. We believe if we can connect and continue, we'll have something to celebrate. We've experienced that over and over again, and we're very, very grateful. We find the word of the Lord tells us in Mark chapter 5, verse 21, that when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. Verse 22 says, And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue. His name was Jairus, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Verse 23 describes the scene thereafter, And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. I love the positive words of faith in the midst of his peril and problem. Speaking a word of faith with his worship. Christ responds to faith and we find that he did in the next verse and Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him. I want to speak to you today on this Father's Day from this thought, a father's focused faith. There is something to be said about a father's focused faith and when we as fathers and people of God focus our faith on the Father, we know that He will do for us what we 
desperately need him to do. If you're here today and on this Father's Day you have a need, you've come to the right place. You've come to the Father's house and he's able to help you out of the hell, pick you up, turn you around, set your feet on solid ground and make it all right. That's my dad. Anybody glad for the Heavenly Father you have? If you are, put your hands together and give him some praise. He's worthy to be praised. I give you glory today, God. I magnify you today, Father. You deserve. Come on, somebody give him great praise. I give you great praise today, God. I exalt you. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you for being the heavenly father that you are. Somebody thank him for being the heavenly father that he is. Lord, you are my help, my hope, my healer, my strength and my salvation. You may be seated praising the Lord. I'm thankful for a father in the natural that was Faithful, as I've described him already to you today as a man of consistency and faith, hardworking, a provider, and what a great dad that I had. I remember 15 years ago in that office to my left and your right, I made a call to my dad and didn't know, Sister McMillan, that that would be the last Father's Day that I would ever be able to communicate with him this side of glory. And I, I think back to that, that opportunity that I had and I'm thankful that on that Father's Day I was able to connect with him and express my appreciation for him being the dad that he was. My brother and I communicated via text today and talking about what he would talk about what I would talk about and how blessed we were to have all of the memories that we have with my father. He was a good, good father. And as I think about that example of what a father is, I think that the only way I can imagine it any better that it would be that my heavenly father was even more faithful and better to me than my earthly father. I can't think of anyone that would be better to me than my heavenly father. And that is today the same for you. You say, Pastor, you described a relationship with your dad that doesn't compare to the one I have. It's much different. Here, I want you to understand something today, friend. It doesn't matter as much what your relationship is with your natural father. It matters more what your relationship is with your heavenly father. Because your heavenly father can do things for you that your natural father cannot. I'm thankful today for a father who can save. I'm thankful today for a father who will forgive. I'm thankful today for a father that while we were yet sinners, he died the death of the cross that I might have the hope of life and that eternally with him. What a blessing today. And on Father's Day, we should celebrate a savior that is a heavenly father who knows how to forgive, forget, and save. I thank God for my relationship with my heavenly father. If it were not for that relationship, I wouldn't be here and neither would you. We have to have a relationship with him in order to be saved. I'm grateful that I serve a heavenly father that can and will save to the uttermost is the way that is described in his word. We find the text that I shared with you today is a text of someone that is in a situation that he now doesn't have control of. He now 
doesn't know what to do. Jairus is described as a ruler of the synagogue. And so in his everyday life, Brother Moody, he's used to telling people what to do and they do it. And he's used to when there's a situation, there's a problem, he problem solves and figures out a solution to the scenario. He's used to being large and in charge and he's accustomed to what he wants to happen it happens. And so it is that in that situation. How many of you know as men that we we like to be large and in charge and we like to problem solve and we, we don't even, when we have something that needs to be put together, we don't even read the directions. We're like, I know how to do this and we just go ahead and try to do it and we wonder why in the world would they pack so many nails and screws in there? It didn't need all that until you find out a little bit later that maybe it did. And there's something about a man that we just, we, we want to try to come up with the answer to the questions of life and we want to try to find solutions but what I've found in my lifetime is there are some things that there aren't answers to there are some things there are some questions that I don't know the answer to I've had too many times in my life where there have been problems that I didn't know how to solve there have been situations and circumstances that I didn't know what to do I have found such a relief in knowing that there is somebody that I can go to he may have passed away 15 years ago my earthly father and times that I say I wish dad was here to tell me what I needed to do but not one time have I ever gone to my heavenly father in all those years and the ones before and the ones that will follow that he wasn't right there for me and said I have a word for you I have the answer for you I have the help that you need I found in Jesus all that I need my heavenly father has the help that I need and I'm willing to be transparent enough today to convey as a dad I need help when you become a father you find that there is an obligation of continuation that's the wonderful study that we had today you find that there is a requirement to have the help of your heavenly father or you'll never be the true father that you need to be to your children you can't be the best father without your heavenly father showing you the way today Jarius was used to getting done what he wanted done Jarius was accustomed to problem solving he was used to be as the ruler of the synagogue he was accustomed to solving the situation and being the one that had the answer and trying to do what he could do to help others know the one that he knew and he found out when his little girl got sick that there was something that he could not fix I tried to figure out why that when my when my daughters would get stung by a bee, they would run by me, hop by me, smiling and act like everything was okay. And as soon as they went through the door, they would start crying to their mom. Like, what's going on here? I go in and I find out they got stung by a bee. They're sitting there crying. They're hurting. They're in pain. And what I found out is they didn't like to tell me when they got hurt because they said, when we tell you when we get hurt, you get mad. And I realized something there. That, that's so true, brother, brother Larry. I would get mad when they would get hurt. And I, I wasn't mad at them for getting hurt. I was mad at 
myself because I didn't protect them from that harm. I didn't keep them from getting hurt. And I wasn't even in the backyard. I don't know. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I guess I thought that somehow as their dad, I could always be there and always protect them and always keep still to this day. When they start feeling bad, they don't want their dad to know. They want their mom to know because I get mad. When I'm not able to fix the problem, it frustrates me. Can I get a witness from any father in the house? I don't think I'm the only dad that gets frustrated when you can't fix it. I'm starting to get mad thinking about it right now. <laughs> frustrated when you can't fix it. That's the story of us as fathers. You had to believe that something in the spirit of Jarius caused him to be frustrated when he couldn't fix it. His poor little girl lay at the point of passing. She was sick and he could not come up with the solution to the situation. So when he came to the understanding that he couldn't do it, at least he knew where to go to get the help. That he, I want to tell everybody here, if you're not there yet, you'll get there. You'll come to the place where you will be so frustrated that you can't fix everything that's happening in your life, in your family, at the job, where you go to school. You will get to the place that you will be frustrated because you can't fix it. Let me tell you where to go when you get there. Do what Jarius did. Get focused faith and say I'm going to a heavenly father and he can help me out of the hell. He can pick me up out of this problem. He can deliver me from this difficulty. So today I'm making up my mind that when hell hits my home and when difficulty comes today, I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to go to my heavenly father and say, today, God, you can deliver me from that which is difficult. You can save me from this storm. You can take me through this trial. Jarius makes up his mind. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Jesus. I'm going to find him. And when I do, this is what I'm going to do. When I find him, I'm going to humble myself before him I'm going to worship him with faith I want somebody to understand the importance of the approach the importance of the approach I don't like for somebody to come that needs something and tell me what I'm going to do to fix their problem I don't know how you feel about it. If somebody's got a situation, can you imagine if you see somebody on the side of the road, they got a flat tire, you pull over and they say, yeah, about time you showed up, here's what you're going to do. You're going to get the jack out of the back, you're going to jack this thing up, then you're going to change it. I don't think, has, if that happened, I'd be right on down the road. And say today you better call AAA, you know what I'm talking about? I don't like for somebody when they are, I, I don't know many people where they're in a situation of desperation that they make demands. I want to encourage you. If you're in a situation of desperation, you came to the right place. But this is the right approach. Not walk up and say, God, I deserve this. Give me. No, rather, you need to come to a God that's able to help you and say, I will worship you with faith. You need to approach him with an humble attitude that says, woe is me. I stand here in need. Is there any way today God that you could help me out of the hell that's happening sir. I wish somebody today would see how easy it really is to get God's help all you have to do is begin to worship him and say I believe that you can do what I need you to that's what he wants to hear today 
When my girls come to me with a problem that I can fix, I feel good. I like it. I like to be able to help the people I love that are in need. I like to be able to help the people I love that are in need. But it makes it a lot easier when there's worship and faith for Him to work on your behalf. Worship and faith creates an atmosphere where that God is able to do for you what you need Him to. If you read the remainder of this, you're going to find that what happens is Jarius, he falls down on his face at his feet and beseeches him and worships him and he speaks this word of faith. He presents the problem. He says, I have a little girl. My little girl is lying at home at the point of passing. But if you, if you'll come and you'll lay your hand on her, she shall live. Now that's a word of faith because there is no solution to his daughter's scenario. There is no deliverance for his difficulty save a Savior that would come with him and do what he asked him to. I'll tell you how you get him to do what you ask him to. Start with worship. Start with faith. Mix those two together and watch God work. How many of you have ever worshipped God with faith and he did what you needed him to? Perfect example. Everybody's hand went up. Yeah, it's happened. It works. It works. It worked for him. The Bible says when he saw, here's what I know about God, when he sees desperate dad faith, it moves him. I'm going to say that again. When he sees desperate dad faith, it moves him. I'm talking to fathers today, but not just fathers, but fathers, hear what I'm telling you today. There is a crisis in the world that we are living in. We are at crisis level. I've told you and do often, this world's not getting better, it's getting worse. And if ever there were a day that we need desperate dad faith today, I'm looking at all the dads today and I'm pleading with you, please get desperate in your faith because I want you to hear what I'm telling you. The next generation is dependent upon your passionate, desperate faith if they're going to survive. This world that we live in, the next generation doesn't have hope unless there's a group of desperate dads that will show up on a Sunday and say, I am I'm serious about seeing my family safe. I am serious about seeing the future secured. He said, Pastor, I just wanted to come get my cute little socks and hear a little fancy little cute sermon and go home and everything be okay because my wife done made me dinner and everything. Here, I want you to stop for just a moment. Take a time out and understand that this is not just another day we come and check a box and say, I went to church. Who knows? This could be our last Father's Day. He could come back before next Father's Day. And most of us don't really believe that because if we do, we would become as desperate as Jarius was that says, I got to get a hold of God. I can't let the future die on my watch. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be your pastor if I didn't get real transparent and tell you that right now I'm so excited about so many people are here. How many of you noticed that there was true appreciation and excitement about our guests and all the people? I really am thankful for all the people that are here. But my heart is so heavy. My heart is so heavy. 
because there are so many that aren't. You say, Pastor, you're always talking about that. You're right. I just, I, I just can't, I just can't help it when I think that we're here and man, we're loving our heavenly Father. We got great music. We got great worship. I do the best I can preaching. We just try, try to have great church at First Church. But here, let me, here, let me tell you this: if we just have good church and we just say, "Oh, this is wonderful," we just got a little country club mentality and let's go get something to eat. Everything's a okay. No, I want you to understand: there are people that aren't here that are going to hell. Does anybody hear what I'm telling you? Let's just describe the situation. When he went to Jesus, his little girl didn't need Oxy-10. Do you hear what I'm telling you? She didn't have, she didn't have zits on her face and he's like, oh my God, she's got to go to high school with these kids and they're going to make fun. No, it was much worse than that simple situation. She was at a place that if he didn't get a hold of God, she was going to die and she wasn't coming back. I want to make sure we're clear on that. Because you all know the rest of the story. You know Jesus is going to come. Tell the Kumai damsel I say to thee, arise. She's going to get up. They're going to go to McDonald's, have a happy meal. Everything's going to be a-okay. And it's going to be wonderful. And you all know that. You know what's coming. But what if you didn't? What if you didn't, Brother Larry? What if you didn't know whether she was going to die? What if you didn't know that everything was going to be okay? What if you were where he was? All you had was your desperate faith. Your desperate faith to see or saved. I want to tell you today, friend, that's where we are. I want to tell you that I'm going to flip to the back of the book and say, and they lived happily ever after. And everybody that was a part of First Church at one time came back to First Church right before the rapture took place and everybody went to heaven together. I'd love to tell you that's how it's going to end. But I can't because that's not where we are. You say, it's Father's Day, Pastor, chill out. I know it's Father's Day and so I can't chill out. I have to tell you as your spiritual father that there are people in our home. There are people in our life. There are people in our church that are going to hell. How can these things be? Everything was great. She was getting ready to go into the youth group. Twelve years. Had a great... I don't know. Maybe this this little girl had a Sunday school teacher like Sister Lisa. And now she's getting ready to become a student and she's had the best of the best like we do here. But Sister Lisa's heart is heavy. How many have you, Sister Lisa, invested in and now they're not even here? So many we don't even know where they are. Too heavy for us, Pastor. I'm sorry, but I I just... I feel like Jarius today. I feel like that if we don't focus our faith, we're going to lose our future. Hear what I'm saying today. If we don't focus our faith, we're going to lose our future. I'm going to say it again because it's so important and so significant and I want it to hit home. I want you to understand what I'm saying when I say if we don't focus our faith, we're going to lose our future. Focus faith pushes us past distraction by delay. Hear what I'm preaching. Focused faith pushes us past distraction by delay. 
I remind you that in the same text, if you were to know what happened, he leaves a little girl lying at the point of death to go to the master and beseeches him and worships him with faith and gets Jesus on the move. Kind of like we have every Sunday. We get Jesus on the move. If you've missed a Sunday, you missed it, friend, because every time we get together at First Church, man, we have some worship and we have some praise and we have some preaching and we do our best to get Jesus on the move. And when you get Jesus on the move, that means there's a miracle that's going to happen right yeah and miracles are still happening for some of us while others lie at home at the point of death and if we're not careful we'll lose focus we'll lose focus because of the distraction of delay maybe I'm just preaching to me thanks for listening today because there are times that I lose focus Because of the distraction of delay. Sister Casey, I want everybody here every Sunday. And that has never happened. So what do I do? do? Say, well, I mean, this woman has had an issue of blood for 12 years. She pushed in the crowd. I told you at the conclusion of the text that people thronged him. There was people everywhere. Jesus is headed to Jairus' house to to heal his little girl. And these people are just like... Wow, it's Sunday. Let's go with Jesus. This is awesome. And then the woman pushes through. You know the story of the woman with the issue of blood. She pushes through, touches the hem of his garment. She's healed. And everybody loves that. And I love on Sunday when we have things happen and people get the Holy Ghost. People are water baptized. I love when people are getting healed. I love hearing testimonies on Wednesday night. If you're missing Wednesday night, you're missing it. You need to be here. That's a wonder. That's a shameless plug for Wednesday night from Pastor. I want you to know if you're not here on Wednesday night, you need to be here on Wednesday night. Sister Lulabelle, we hear powerful testimonies. You've testified about how God does this. And, and Michelle, we celebrate all that stuff. And we should. But I wonder what it felt like for Jarius. When he watches Jesus on his way to his house stop and heal somebody else while his daughter's about to die. When his daughter is about to die, how does he stay focused with his faith that Jesus is going to take care of his future? The same God that healed her from her past can take care of your future. He's on his way today to heal and to help and to save the next generation. In order for it to happen, we have to stay focused with faith. For those of you that don't know the rest of the story, what happens is Jesus says, who touched me? This woman has to come out and Face the facts that she's the one that pushed through, touched him of his, his garment, virtue left his body. He says, woman, thy faith hath made thee whole. They celebrate that the Savior just healed this woman that had had hell happen in her life for 12 years. And as soon as they have that testimony, they get the testimony from the people that were back home with Jairus' little girl and they come and say, leave him alone, she's dead. Now, here's what we have. We have to decide as as dads. We have to decide as dads. We have to decide as First Church. We have to decide as people of God. Are we willing to accept the news? There's no hope. I want to tell you something about this world. That's all we're hearing out there. That's what we're hearing about your family. That's what we're hearing about our friends. That's what we're hearing about people that used to be here. They ain't never coming back. We're hearing, leave him alone. 
Let's just celebrate this little miracle we had right here. Hey, she was sick and tired of being sick and tired for 12 years. We ought to celebrate that, and we should. But not at the expense, not at the expense of giving up on our future. I think we should celebrate. And if you don't believe that I'm excited about you being here, I want to tell you again, I'm excited about everybody that's being here. I love that you're here. But I can't love it so much that I'm okay with the people that aren't. I hear what I'm preaching. Happy Father's Day. Let me just say that because it sounds like, sounds like that maybe uh, I'm coming across as though I'm mad at the dad. No, I want to tell you. I'm trying to convince you that there is a continuation that is required of us. We can't stop satisfied while we have the future dying at home. We have to stay focused in our faith despite delay. Didn't happen today. You know what we're believing for? Next Sunday. They didn't show up today going to show up next time. I want to tell every one of you that are still trying, still reaching, still pleading with God, still asking God, whatever you do, don't you dare give up. There is a God. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I want you to know I may not sing it like Kevin Casey, but I'm going to preach it to you today. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. And you want to know why? I know that there is a God that if I'll keep my faith focused, that he's able to do what I need him to. He's able to save to the uttermost. That's the reason why you're here and that's the why they're coming back they're coming back we are going to have a future at first church because we have desperate dads that say I'm going to stay focused with faith I'm going to stay focused with faith despite distraction despite negative news it seems like the only news we get is negative news The only, the only news that we get is negative news. Takes a minute, heals a woman with 12 years of trouble. Then he gets negative news, leave him, leave him alone. She's already dead. They'd like to tell us out there there's no hope for this generation of young people. There's no hope for our kids. There's no hope for our families. But what they don't know is that we will not take that information without becoming desperate with faith that's focused and say, not on my watch. Ooh, by the way, it's 12.10, my apologies. Stand with me, I'll go ahead and finish. It's Father's Day and I've gone into overtime. There's a reason why. Because overtime generally means that the next team to score wins. Man, there ain't nothing I like better. I hope the Stanley Cup Finals goes to seven games. It don't look like it now, but I hope that the Stanley Cup Finals goes to the seventh game. And I hope in the seventh game it goes into triple overtime. I mean, I hope they just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm only into the first overtime. We ain't going to triple overtime. Don't get nervous. But I hope they just keep going back and forth. Because I know what's going to happen. Before the game's going to end, somebody's going to shoot that piece of rubber past that goalie and it's going to hit the back of the net or just simply cross the line. When it does, that team wins. The other team loses. 
We're in overtime today, and I want you to know we got a battle going on with the devil, Dad. I want you to hear what I'm asking you. I'm asking you on Father's Day. I'm asking you on Father's Day if you'll stay focused in this fight for the future. I'm asking you if you'll stay focused in this fight for the future. We have people that we love dearly that are lost. We have a generation that follows us that if we don't stay focused in our faith, the future is going to die. I hate to be so straightforward on a day like today because we have guests, but I I have to be transparent as Pastor Day and tell all of our guests, I'm glad you're here, but I want you to know what we believe here is we have an obligation of continuation. And if we don't do it, who will? If Jarius doesn't take the trek, keep the faith, and a Savior never walks into his home, And reaches his hand out toward a little girl who speaks a word. A word that saves someone that sleepeth. I want to believe today they're not dead, that they're just asleep. And you know what would happen if I say that? Too many people would say, ha, they're already dead. We're here celebrating their life. We're here for the funeral. I want to tell people today, let's stop the funeral plans and let's have focused faith that the future will live again. And that happens when we have fathers with focused faith. Faith that says I won't be distracted by delay. I won't be distracted by negativity. I won't be distracted by others that don't believe. You know what he did to those that didn't believe? He said, doubt, get out. We're fixing to have something to shout about. I'm not kicking you out today, but if you have doubt, I'm asking you to change your doubt to focus faith and say, there are people that are coming back. Our future is not going to die. It may not look good now, but we're walking in with a Savior that can speak a word. Talitha Kumai. Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. We walk in with faith. We walk in with faith, and our Heavenly Father speaks a word. Situations change. That little girl, that little girl got up, got up from her deathbed, and went to Mickey D's for a happy meal. Why? Because there was a father that had focused faith. Our future depends on you, dads. Desperate dads with focused faith. If you would bow your heads and pray with me right now. Pray that God would give you the focused faith that you need to see our future survive the onslaught of the adversary that desires to steal, kill, and destroy. Hell is wreaking havoc in our homes. And what will we do about it, dads? What will we do about it? We must have focused faith. Not distracted by delay, negativity, unbelief and doubt. Our faith says today, the future shall live again. I pray for every person in this place, especially today our dads. I pray for desperate dads to get focused faith so that our future 
will live on. I pray for every person that's here, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, brother, sister, son, daughter. Let us all see the future depends on me. Depends on me keeping focused faith despite difficult and dark days. They're not getting easier. They're getting darker by the day. Today, we must say that we are focused in our faith and that we will do what we have to do to see the future live on. If you're here today, I'd like to ask you if you have faith to believe the future will live on. To simply step out from where you are, walk to the front of this building and make a commitment to Christ today on this Father's Day. I especially implore dads today, dads to get desperate that your family will not be stolen away. That the thief will not steal, kill and destroy in your family. But that you will stay focused in your faith and that you will make a determination on this day, your day, Father's Day that your heavenly father knows that you are focused with faith and believe that he can save the future there's hope, there's help, there's healing God will and shall deliver, he will and shall deliver, there is a word of faith that he speaks to you, fear not and believe, it's the same words that he spoke to Jarius and Jarius walked the walk of faith despite the difficulty of his day, you can walk a walk of faith despite the difficulty of your day If you will say, I believe. As they begin to sing, I ask everybody that will find a place of prayer and ask God to give you focused faith that the future might live on. It's incumbent upon you to have a father's focused faith. God bless you as you seek your heavenly father for the help that you need for your help. You're my help, Lord. You're my help, Lord.